Good morning and welcome to episode 20. If you have just joined us, I am Robin at Tardwitch on Instagram and I'm with the beautiful Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. You think I'm welcome. beautiful? That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our Good morning, podcast. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Rob is going to spend the entire episode stroking my ego. It's true. I am. I showed decided. up late today, and so I'm just going to kiss her ass. So, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> if you've just joined us this week, every single week, we kind of do like a lunar check in. <laughs> Um, we just explore the energies of the upcoming lunar phase and how that affects us. So for where we're at currently, our upcoming lunar phase is the full moon in Gemini, which is going to be on November 30th. And the full moon in Gemini... Uh, is a bit of a what I want to call is a red flag moon. Um, <laughs> the reason for that is because the moon in Gemini basically brings about this energy of a need for change and spontaneity. And we're in a pandemic during um, holiday season. So spontaneity is all well and good as long as we're being safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and this particular moon brings up safety lies and talks about exploring the spontaneity and opening up about our feelings and sharing them with others. And so that is the kind of spontaneity we're looking at. We're looking at you talking with those around you and being honest with them about how you feel. This could be romantic. This could be platonic. This could be telling your great aunt, who is a insane person, to shut the fuck up about Trump losing because he lost um, and to just zip it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of spontaneity we're looking at. So, yes, we want to have this kind of whirlwind, being real and just going with what feels right. But that doesn't mean being like, oh, I'm just going to get in the car and I'm going to go see all my friends. <laughs> That's don't do that. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, please, please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> and it's also an eclipse, right? Like full moon it eclipse. It is, yeah. It's a lunar eclipse, which means that for spell work, this full moon is like having two full moons in one night, which is crazy. Yay. I love <laughs> full moon eclipses. Like, I feel like Me too. you can do so much spell work. Like, you can you do can stuff do to so let it go. so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's Think like all the activities. black moon, new moon, full moon. It's so nice. Yeah. It's so good. It's, <laughs> lunar eclipses are great like that because they're so diverse and they're so strong and powerful. Um, so maybe channel that spontaneity into doing some spell work that you've been sitting on for a while that you've been like, oh, maybe I don't need to. Maybe I shouldn't. This is your sign. Go do it. Um, as long yeah. as you're being safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, and if you're like, well, I don't really want to do the whole spell work, like sitting on my altar type thing. Kitchen witchery. Like we talked about last yeah. episode. Just cook a meal with intention. Yeah. Don't make it harder or, than you it know, needs to be. Get crazy. Go put on your best, thickest parka. <laughs> 
go outside and do something really elaborate you know you maybe don't get naked because it's quite cold in a lot of places i know where i am it's freezing literally oh, it was like on. 12 degrees last night put on but, a I mean, maybe that's what you're in and get your titties out in the cold <laughs> put your titties out in the cold uh, that is your business <laughs> But again, do it safely. <laughs> Please don't get frostbite. <laughs> so, if you just started listening to us, every podcast we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universal meaning and then our own interpretations of the card. Hearing other people's opinions helps beginners form their own opinions or even those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings. So this week we're talking about the Six of Swords. So on this card, you see a woman and a young child like under cloaks with a man pedaling the boat um, and he's like situated behind them. And in the middle of the boat is Six Swords. The universal meaning of this card is about going through a sometimes painful or sad transition. It can also indicate travel. When this pops up in readings for myself, it's almost always a guide reaching out, kindly asking us to do shadow work before we head somewhere new in our lives. I view the um, sword suit as taking charge of our lives and our mental health. And this particular um, sword card is about making the decision to use bad situations from our past to our benefit in the future, or they have the chance of becoming baggage moving forward. So basically, we need to take back our own narratives. Um, these swords depicted on the card can either be used as a weapon or tool when the figures on this card get to their destination, or they can potentially sink the boat. So this card shows that you know choosing to use past situations not to our advantage can make things actually act as an anchor, keeping us firmly rooted in the past and past past situations. Ultimately, you know, it's up to us to decide, but if you ever need help with transitions, you should always reach out, you know, to a therapist or helping hand. This card definitely says you do not have to move forward alone, especially if Mm -hmm. it's a painful transition. So Robin, dear, how do you, how do you view this card? (laughs) Well, the Six of Swords for me is always an indicator for like a catalyst of change. Um, Mm -hmm. The problem is is i often see this card not necessarily for myself but in like client readings when people Mm -hmm. are trying to run away from their problems um so yes it is this sort of moving forward and this sort of you know moving away from something but sometimes the thing that we are running away from is impossible to actually get away from because if you don't fix what's going on within, you know what I mean? It'll just keep mm-hmm. cropping up. And so mm-hmm. when I see the swords and the six of swords in a reading, oftentimes it is paired with other cards that basically indicate that this person is trying to run away from their problems. And that in and of itself is never healthy. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's like a band aid, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, and the Six of Swords 
always comes up as you might be walking away from something or moving on to something, but the the bridge isn't burned. The door isn't closed. Mm -hmm. You can always come back to it, which I feel like is why I often see it as this running away from our problems because we aren't actually moving away from it permanently. (laughs) Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? We we will find ourselves back at it again. And (laughs) yeah. Yeah, it just, it just, it just to me tells us that moving on is a very good thing, but make sure, like you said, make sure that basically you are doing it in a way that is healthy and doing it in a way that you are addressing the issue as a whole before moving forward or you're going to find yourself, (laughs) yeah, or you're going to find yourself in the same problem again in the same uh, boat right right exactly headed in the, the opposite direction <laughs> i had to sneak a dad joke in there we're good we're good but, um, okay. <laughs> but no i really like your interpretation it's like it's to me it's super important that we just have to address the core of the problem before deciding to move on Yes. Otherwise, completely agree. It's, do that what, shadow you're work. You're just wasting your own time. Yeah. <laughs> Waste your own time. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> so, before we get started in talking about what we're going to talk about this week, <laughs> uh, we want to say a huge thank you. Uh, we are at 50,000 streams, which I feel like we just celebrated 10,000. So mm-hmm. that yeah. is incredible. We're so grateful. Um, that being said, we wanted to do what we did for the 10,000 streams again. Uh, but we're going to do it a little bit differently this time. So if you listen to our podcast and you're enjoying it... <laughs> If you go to Apple, only if you're enjoying it. Only, only <laughs> just if you're enjoying it. <laughs> uh, um, you go to Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, and you leave us a five star review. And in the review, you ask a question. We are going to start season two answering those questions. So we've got our Yule episode, which is next. And then we're going to take Christmas off. And starting the new year, we're starting season two. And with the start of season two, you guys can leave us questions. And we'll start that the new season with answering them. We thought that would That's be fun. That's so good. <laughs> Yeah, and I it think gives it's people fun. a little bit more time this time around to leave them because we got a bunch of questions last time after the fact, and we felt bad we didn't and couldn't answer them. So this time, hopefully, we've <laughs> this got time more time. We'll be different. <laughs> yeah, this time will be different, and it will be the start of the new season. And I think that will be really fun. So, yay! <laughs> I'm so, so glad we said, were renewed. <laughs> <laughs> we are really, really grateful, though, guys. Like, neither one of us can express that enough. It's just incredible that you guys allow us to even have this platform. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to us, for putting up with us, <laughs> listening to us like dad joke at each other all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> everyone loves a good dad joke anyone who denies that is lying lying 
<laughs> so, Maria, so, what are we talking about today, yeah. girl? So, this week, we're going to talk about some of our beginner tarot tips to help, you know, some of you witches also get addicted to the wonderful world of tarot. <laughs> so, I think first and foremost, when choosing a deck, while yes, you should definitely choose one that you are drawn to, I do also recommend sticking to the Rider-Waite-Smith imagery. This is because, you know... So many books are, and even online resources, are about the symbolism in that particular deck. There are so many amazing variations of the writer Waite-Smith, including, you know, modern interpretations. So finding one that you at least find partly interesting shouldn't be too hard. Right, right. I agree entirely. And uh, I think that they're always good to start with because it gives you that foundation for why cards have the meanings that they have. Mm-hmm. So, for example, there's each card is so chock full of symbolism that once you understand that, once you can visualize it in your head... You can get any deck you want because all you have to do is close your 100%. eyes and think about what the Rider Waite Smith deck looks like, and boom, you've got it. Yeah, and then also, <laughs> you know, you're you're learning to look for the symbolism. So when you get a deck that doesn't have that same symbolism, you know to look for different types of symbolism that it's yeah. there. You know, and you're connecting through it through personal interpretation, M- massively, and you know. I know that we've, I know I've plugged my book before, but like <laughs> my whole book is about how important the symbolism is in tarot because we can reapply that to other things. So not only is it important for divination purposes and tarot purposes, but mm-hmm. we can take the knowledge of why cards hold the symbolism that they hold, why they hold the meaning that they hold. And reapply that as a tool for magic. Like, it's so layered. It it doesn't have to be one thing or the other. And I I think it's important everyone starts with a Rider-Waite-Smith. Even if you don't totally click with it for learning purposes alone, it's good to have. I completely agree. 100%. And... Like, I know I say this in the first part of the pod, but I truly mean it when I say that we should listen to many people's interpretations to help find your own interpretation. Finding, you know, a personal interpretation that deeply resonates can be a game changer for a new reader. Like, suddenly everything will start clicking. You know, this doesn't mean that we shouldn't find our own meanings by, you know, just yes. doing our personal, yeah, putting our personal feelings onto the cards. You get the baseline yeah, understanding but, and you grow from there. Exactly. You know, just remain open to new points of view because, you know, even my own personal interpretations of the cards is constantly changing, constantly evolving through, you know, time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just think it's very important to remain open. I agree entirely. And I know I've said this before on like my Instagram a lot. So people who follow me on Instagram who are listening to this are probably like, okay, Robin, shut up. We get it. (laughs) But (laughs) I am a firm, firm believer in journaling. Um, I personally am somebody who learns things significantly better when I write it down. 
Um, and so mm-hmm. I'm a huge believer. And if you journal your cards, you're going to learn mm-hmm. them twice as fast. So let's say you're doing a card a day just for like yourself mm-hmm. and for learning purposes, etc. If you're pulling mm-hmm. a card a day and you're writing it down, you're more likely to remember next time what that card means because you took the time to put it to paper. Yes, uh, I completely agree. <laughs> it do- it doesn't need to be like beautiful. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> and if you want it to be that way, just have a digital book of shadows. Yes, yeah. do it. you know there's so many amazing books podcasts and online resources for like tarot you know i truly recommend taking advantage of every single one don't just look up one meaning in one place online do multiple so you have multiple resources for a single card so you find out what resonates with you Mm -hmm. um and also like on you touched on you know writing them down i also like I do recommend, like, if you're close to someone who, you know, you won't receive any judgment from, like, doing readings for them. Because that takes the, reading for yourself can sometimes be harder than reading for other people. So when you're reading for other people, you know, they can tell you, oh, well, that doesn't sound right. And then you're like, okay, okay, let's, Mm -hmm. you know, refresh. But you can also do this by, I mentioned on a previous podcast, by doing recent events. Like, let's say something big is happening in the news. Start pulling cards for it and then, you know, follow it and see where the cards have led you. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? (laughs) Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, I also, for like divination purposes, when you are developing your intuition, um, so... Mm -hmm back to writing stuff down you can say Mm -hmm. i don't know let's say you pulled the six of swords like we talked about right and you're like (laughs) okay this is my card for today you write down what you think that that you're listening to your intuition all right what do i think that could mean for today how could this apply right Mm -hmm. and then in the evening or the next day when you go to pull your next card do a follow-up entry so this is how my day ended up going how did that apply to the card that I pulled? And how mm-hmm. does that look in retrospect to what my intuitive meaning was this morning? And this is yes, a great way that we that. can start begin beginning to develop our intuition further because we're listening just to the inside, you know, and then we are doing a follow-up mm-hmm. on that. So what did that actually end up looking like? How accurate were we? You know? Yeah, I completely agree. It's simple, Simon. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's always happens. Like when you pull a card, you're like, "Eh, it's not going to apply today. And it's like the worst (laughs) card ever. And And like does the tower reversed. (laughs) And then it happens. You're like, oh, well, shit. (laughs) Oopsie diddle. Turns out I was a dumb motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, another super simple tip that i would suggest mm -hmm. is learning basic numerology and learning Mm -hmm. 
the general energies for each suit. So this is more applicable to the minors than it is to the majors, although numerology still plays a major role in the majors. It just becomes um, an easy way to remember the minors because there are so many of them. What does numerologically (laughs) the number four mean? And then you apply that plus the general energy of wands together. What does that mean? Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's, it's a good way to like have a basic understanding quickly. And it really, it really does. Like, so fours to me are about um, basically like building up, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like the, for especially wands, like building up the bones of the house, creating a structure, solid structure on top of the solid foundation. Yeah, stability. And mm-hmm. um, and then the wands for me are about passions, life paths, growth, and confidence. Yeah. And so you put that together and you're looking at major life events, things that we build structure and stability on, right? You're mm-hmm. looking at marriages, babies, weddings. <laughs> Marriage and wedding are the <laughs> same thing, but you know what I meant. <laughs> uh and so this is how we do basic, you know, quick, quick, quick remembering. It's it, obviously that's not going to be perfect for an in-depth, you know, deep dive reading. But when you're learning, yeah. it's a great way to yeah. start remembering stuff. It, it becomes easy. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I completely agree. <laughs> um, another tip is, you know, start with small spreads. And have a question for each card, especially if you are a new reader. Don't just pull all willy-nilly. You know, it took (laughs) me a lot of time to get comfortable with my cards to, like, do spreads that have no form whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, for a new reader, it can be so confusing and overwhelming because you're like, what does this mean? How is it connected? I don't know because you didn't (laughs) ask the questions. And, you know, with questions, be specific. Just like you would when you're writing out your intentions. Don't just yes. leave it to guesswork. The more like room you leave for interpretation, that means the more confusion you're going to get. I agree 100%. Uh, I personally, for myself, am not a believer of tarot spreads. Uh, not that I don't believe in them. It's mm-hmm. just that I like pulling really nilly. I like seeing what the cards have to tell me. Um. However, Mm -hmm. as Maria said, I got that way after years of practice. Um, (laughs) So don't expect, you know, to be able to do that. You got to learn to crawl before you run, right? So get specific. Have simple spreads that you have questions for, like she said. Mm -hmm. Why overcomplicate it for yourself? You're just going to get overwhelmed and then you're going to get burnt out and then you're going to quit. And... It doesn't need to be that way. (laughs) No, it really doesn't. Like, (laughs) like, especially even for like a single question. um, Like if you do, if you're still like stuck and you don't know what it means, pull an extra single card with the intention for that question, you know, Mm -hmm. like, but don't just like throw down a bunch of cards and be like, I have no idea what this means. (laughs) Right. Right. I completely agree. (laughs) I also do recommend that 
even if you are an on the go tarot reader to have like a simple ritual and an emphasis on simple, you know, <laughs> that you can do well to help you get in the mindset of a reading. You know, I personally each time knock on my deck three times and shuffle and mm-hmm. I smoke cleanse my deck if I'm home. If mm-hmm. not, you know, that's fine. I knocked on my deck. That is part of my cleansing ritual, you know, and holding my deck in my hands and, mm-hmm. you know, pulling my energy and awareness in my hands and into the deck. And I ask my guide to lend me a hand if they are able in to envision the spread while I, you know, shuffle the cards and lay them out. Right. That's just my thing that I do each time that like my body knows what to do as soon as it's like simple, I'm about to sit it's down. It's not over the top and is effective and is a part of your pulling and everyone should have their own version of something like that. I feel. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean yes. that you need to do it the way Maria I, does it or the way I do it, but you need yeah, to have 100%. Your, own, your own, you know, sort of ritual for pulling cards. So journal so what Keep do it you do if you like let's say that you're shuffling and cards just fly everywhere what do you do <laughs> what do i do i pass away yeah. on the spot i pass away good night <laughs> <laughs> Go- uh, goodbye honestly <laughs> honestly let's say you know it's not even like a car jumping out let's just say you're shuffling and you like like you know, butterfingers, you like everything spills out. For me, I, I, I actually view that as part of the shuffling process yeah, that like my guides are like, nope. Yeah, and me too. I'm just like, I just pick them up and keep going. I, like it and, doesn't and mean I, I need to redo the I entire reading. There are a lot of readers out there that will be like, oh, I only use cards that jump out of the deck. And although mm-hmm. I think that's all well and good, I use mm-hmm. the shit out of my cards um and so for example my work deck <laughs> um i use so much that they don't shuffle like that anymore they don't fall out and so if i waited for a card to fall out we would be here all day um mm-hmm. and so i i know a lot of people say oh uh, you have to you have to do it that way. And that's bullshit. You don't have to do it that way. You can include it, like you Maria just said, way. as part of it as a shuffling process. Like, everyone mm-hmm. has their own way of doing it. And don't buy into the bullshit that, you know, oh, your first deck must be gifted to you yeah. from a 17th generation tarot reader. Well, it's that who- whole thing, you know, that... <laughs> spells and stuff have to be perfect no you are a messy human being embrace yes it. <laughs> embrace it embrace it <laughs> <laughs> we're all messes i know when mess. it comes I'm to perfect. reading and our magic i'm the fucking supreme oh have yeah i forgot supreme <laughs> Hey, this this pod was supposed about you stroking my ego. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh, Maria. You're so beautiful and amazing. Wow. Oh, thanks. Wow. <laughs> so, Robin... What is stirring your cauldron this week? You made me break character. (laughs) I'm I'm never going to get over the phone sex operator intro. (laughs) So, 
<laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry, listeners. Uh, <laughs> uh, you just can't handle my sensuality. I can't. I can't handle it. I just moist. <laughs> I... <clears throat> What is story by Colton? Oh, I am obsessed with if those of you follow me on Twitter or on Instagram, you might have seen our my friends, myself, etc. talking about the McCormick Coven tradition. And I'm obsessed with it, not because of the hilarity of the inside joke, but because the inside joke has become this external like something you know what i mean like it's it's, yeah it's a movement it's yeah and it's amping people up to utilize what they have which is just budget-friendly witch tips and i fucking love that (laughs) especially we mean we have this whole uh, i don't know this this small section of our community that is just constantly like, well, you're not doing it right. Well, actually, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> you know, basil is basil. Whether you get it from a botanica or you get it from the fucking dollar store, it's still basil. And mm-hmm. I love that people are not only enjoying it, but it is just amplifying budget-friendly witchcraft which is so important (laughs) but so it's like that is true witchcraft witchcraft is like using what you have like yes pretty (laughs) stuff is just extra but like you know even back in the day it was utilizing what you have not right you think that our ancestors had botanicas to go to like no (laughs) they utilized (laughs) the land and what they had available and the McCormick Coven joke is literally just doing that. And I love it. I think it's so great. And I think it's amazing that we see our community kind of coming together for a common good. The good being making witchcraft accessible. And I think not only is it fun and lighthearted. And but funny. It's so also funny. really empowering. And funny. It is. <laughs> so uh, funny. But it's also really empowering. And I think it's great. Like Temp really did that. <laughs> She started something. <laughs> and I think it's great. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I love it too. It's so much fun. I love when our community yeah. comes together in that way to like celebrate something that's like super fun and like also has a good message. And it's just like, and- you know, usually our community gets so negative about really like, you, you know, sometimes things. it's. Well, stupid things, or it's like, well, that's valid. But this time, right, it's like for sure, something for sure. positive and funny, and will create like it's hopefully great. I some love it. Change. I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. I love that people are coming together and supporting each other in this, and celebrating the fact that not everybody has a lot of money, and that's okay. And I love even more. That the whole fucking joke started because one asshole was trying to gatekeep, and it the the, the script got flipped on them, and I think that's fantastic. So that is yay. That's what I'm <laughs> loving this week. <laughs> I love it, and I am so sorry if anyone like is listening and can hear my dog whining in the background. She's fine. She's with my wife. She just she's wants not fine. Me. 
She's not fine. Blink twice. Blink twice if you need us. <laughs> if if she came and hang out with me, she'd be barking at shadows right now. So we're not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> So, Maria, what's not stirring your cauldron this week? <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> so, what is not stirring is something that continues to be such a big problem in our community, which is calling other witches not true witches due to a variety of reasons. And we did talk about a little bit about this in the previous, you know, stirring thing. But, you know, the biggest ones is not being aesthetic or being aesthetic, like both sides of the boat here, both people fighting and like being, you know, how dare you? But, you, you know, <laughs> either way, yeah, both sides telling each other, telling other witches this is just straight up awful. The only thing that you need to be a badass witch is yourself. If you want to surround yourself with beautiful witchy items, you are totally within your right to do so. And guess what? You're still a badass witch as long as you practice. If you are just using quartz and grocery brought herbs and all of your spells because that's all you can afford, you are still a badass witch because you practice. Witches come from so many backgrounds and money levels and we know that you know we've talked about this in former former like previous episodes but you know <laughs> someone calling someone less of a witch based off of your personal preconceived notions of witchcraft just makes you look like a big giant poop head you know yeah witchcraft is an open practice as long as you are being respectful of closed practices you're fine if a celebrity let's say a celebrity decided to be a witch and she she or they practice um guess what they are a witch even though they're a celebrity they are still a witch and if someone is like homeless and has no valuables and decides to be a witch and they practice they are a witch <laughs> you know you I may not that agree most people with that do that. stuff like this that do the whole mm-hmm. like you are you aren't are people that are really insecure in their own practice and they deflect that insecurity out to others <laughs> i agree 100 <laughs> percent uh, yeah, I'm not saying that they aren't a witch because of that. I'm saying they're really insecure and that's sad for them, but it should not be our mm-hmm. problem. <laughs> and, you know, you're not going, as we've said so many times, you're not uh, going to agree with how other witches practice. You're just not. Uh, but, you know, that's not your place to say anything as, lo- mm-hmm. as long as they're practicing and they're happy and they're receiving all the benefits that they need from their practice, like, that's none of your business. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even if they are sharing it, like, via social media, like, it's not your place to be like, hey, you're not doing that right. Unless they're being, like, disrespectful. You're being that's a different. fucking Karen. If you say that to people, you're being a spiritual Karen and you should fuck off. <laughs> 100%. It's just... And it's so like, you know, new witches get so disheartened and it's, it makes me really sad. I mean, it's already, you know, after October. So, you know, the witch community is very quiet right now because so many like newer witches have left. And I feel like the, like a bunch of them left for that reason is that they either feel like, I don't know, that they're not enough, that they don't do enough and other people have made them feel so or they're not doing things right 
Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but yes. So yeah, Mama Maria is once again begging you all to be tolerant. <laughs> I feel like that's I the majority of my not Please be tolerant. <laughs> <laughs> I am Respect here other again witches. asking you to please, please be tolerant. <laughs> Of everyone, like every, like, as long as they're not being disrespectful and hurting people, just be nice. It's not that hard. Like, I understand, like, a lot of people are, like, angry. They're just naturally angry people. But, you know, you don't have to go and, like, ruin someone else's day by your anger. Don't do that. Get a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) If you are new here with us this week, every week we talk about shops, creators, and just accounts and stuff like that that we are loving right now. These are found organically by us. Uh, If you send us messages asking to be on the podcast, you will get blocked don't do that it's rude and it's dumb that we're on our 20th episode and i'm still having to say that um (laughs) i hate that for us but yes we've got some really cool shops that we found well stuff that we found people we found creators (laughs) uh first maria who are you loving this week girl so on instagram i am loving wiccan cuisines like they make such beautiful freaking food and a lot of it's bread which bread is delicious even though I can't have it but (laughs) she also like does like videos I'm sorry they I don't know what pronouns they go by but they um like their reel shows them making it and all that and it's just like oh my god each time I'm like even if I just ate I'm I'm hungry and it's beautifully done. Like <laughs> it's like what you expect on like the great British breaking show. <laughs> like it's just like but some for really amazing pieces. <laughs> yeah. But for witches, you know, <laughs> they do things with intention and, you know, for spell work and stuff like that. And it's just, Oh, it's so beautiful and looks so delicious. Like uh, all the recipes yes, seem please. really easy too. Like they yeah, seem doable. Like simple, beautiful recipes. I love it. <laughs> so what creator are you loving huh huh i am well i've i've, I've been loving her for a while it's alicia Brita, Me too. Mm-hmm. and she is a witch but she's also an illustrator and she historically does different like stuff that she sells so she was doing a patreon for a while which i think is over um, but she sells prints and she's done shirts and stuff like that. But she has this mug. She's been teasing a new line of stuff that she's coming out with. Oh, I didn't and I know want this. it so bad. It's her new logo and it says Brujitas Club on it. Oh, and I'm just so like, yeah. Cute. Yes, send me that. I want <laughs> take my money. <laughs> um, I know that we all know at this point that I am a slut for a mug. <laughs> yes. But, <same. laughs> she's just incredibly talented. She does different portraits of people and she's just really talented. And I 
I don't yeah, know. I think like everybody should be following her. Comics too about witchcraft, like yeah. hilarious. I love it, and she's also like very to the point on how she feels. No f- about stuff. No fucking around, and I respect that. Like, there's not. It takes a lot of balls to be a creator online and be like, this is how I feel. And if you don't like it, fuck off. And she does that. So I love <laughs> it that. It really for her. does take a lot of courage. It to takes do a that. lot of balls, man. Because, I mean, people will cancel you over the dumbest shit. <laughs> so I love that. I think she's amazing. I think that you should I think she's too. amazing. Oh, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there you go there you have it that's who i'm loving this week (laughs) yes we hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode and we hope to see you on december 11th for our 21st episode which will have our sabbats (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> and this this guest is going to be temperance alden so keep an eye out on our instagrams and on our twitter you can follow us there coffee cauldrons for more information or even better joining us on our discord tier which is first coven on patreon so we could answer your questions in part two next time You'll even get to hear our sensual voices for an additional 30-minute episode (laughs) for being in our Patreon tier casting it up. Don't laugh. (laughs) They're going to think that we're going to do sex. Yeah, phone sex operator voices. It's just sex talk. That's all it is. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons. With Robin from Out of Tired Witch on Instagram. And Maria from Maria the Arcane on Instagram. Okay, you ready? All right, you ready? <laughs> Let's do One. it. Let's do it. One. One. Two. Three. Three. <laughs> Bye, awful (laughs) it's the lag it's the lag